Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And you're listening to I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please like and follow us on iTunes and Spotify and review us. It'll help spread the word. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared or email us at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared at gmail.com. We are here to talk about 30 Days of Night, released in 2007. I'm very excited. As are we all, not just Meredith and not just myself, but our special guest tonight. I'm very excited, and I'm back. Back, baby. (laughs) Victor the engineer. (laughs) Oh, and my fiance, too. Yeah. Yeah. More than an engineer. But before we let him get completely out of control, we should hear what's new with Meredith. Oh, um, what have we been doing? <laughs> Just getting ready, counting down the days till school starts. When you say it like that, it's like you're in a hurry. No, no. Um, it's like death row. Yeah, reluctantly. <laughs> the, t- reluctant. the ticking clock. Yeah. And it's like I'm in my prison cell counting down the days till death. Yeah. Scra- <laughs> she's scratching little hash hash marks in the wall. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, and I've been getting ready setting up my classroom doing other things but then we've also uh because luther i love him that that character so much Mm -hmm. so i got um you know there was prime day so then i was able to get a few subscription services for pretty cheap so i i subscribed to britbox and i love luther so much idris elba is my boyfriend Mm -hmm. um but there was the movie Yep, she was just checking to see if you were listening. Yeah, he's all on his phone texting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> texting Idris Elba. I'm coming for you, bro. <laughs> so um, there's the movie that just came out maybe five months ago. On It went straight to Netflix. And I had wanted to watch it, but then I asked Victor if he'd ever seen Luther. And he was like, no. And I was like, we got to watch it. So it's on BritBox. So mm-hmm. I, we watched all of the seasons. And now I'm finally ready. All of the seasons already? Yeah. There's like 20 episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seasons. seen it. Yeah, it's very Yeah, short. because he got super famous a few yeah. years in, and then... As soon as people saw his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But then he kept going back to make more episodes, because he, he loves the character so much. Yeah. So he's super devoted to the his fan base, and, you know, with this, his uh, loose cannon detective character, Luther. So he keeps going back, but um, because of, like his fame or whatever he only does a few episodes for a season and that's it yeah um but they're it's really fun and i really very much enjoy watching him um do anything really (laughs) 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 so uh and then i've also decided i need to have hard copies of books again yeah so um vintage yeah i got my (laughs) Because I, after our last episode, I re- realized that I had lost my night shift mm-hmm. book, and so I got a new copy, and I'm very excited to reread it again, um, you know, on a paper. Yeah. And, and have it in my, you put it in my purse, <laughs> take it out while I'm waiting in line. <laughs> Remember my, my nan always had Louis L'Amour paperbacks that she would keep in her purse, and she would use, like, a rubber band as a bookmark, but also to, like, keep the book closed in her purse. I'm like... <gasps> Now looking back, I'm like, that's fucking genius. That's so smart. Yeah. You know, you know, they knew things. They did those <laughs> those depression era kids. 
But uh, anyway, to answer your question, not much. <laughs> uh, what's new with you, Katie? Um, well, I actually also have something to share that I watched just last night. You're having a baby. Uh, what? No, that I watched. Oh. I did not know. I watched a pregnancy <laughs> test. Developed two lines. No. And it became a nightmare. <laughs> I ran out the house, leaving a Katie-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> um, no, I watched a movie last night. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, called Studio 666. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. Okay, so um, my husband is not a horror movie guy. Um, mm-hmm. I've talked a little bit about that when we were first together that he, um, you know, in an effort to ingratiate himself to me, you know, was like game to watch a couple of movies. And I think I, I showed him Friday the 13th. I showed him Hellraiser. I showed him Candyman. And that was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, I've done it. That was it. That I'm, was the, I'm done the three. Yeah, and I'm done. <laughs> you know, screeching halt at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, last night he said, um, did you know that the Foo Fighters made a horror movie? Oh my, I know what you're talking about now. And he's a really, really big Foo Fighters fan, like has been since high school. Um, And so it was kind of like a, hey, like my interest and your interest aligning, like let's give it a shot. World, two worlds collide. Two world. Oh boy, did they? Did magic happen or no? Uh, No, no. Disappointment happened. (laughs) Um, It was, it was pretty funny. Um, And, and I believe like, maybe about 20 minutes or so into it, um, I brought up the point, like, did did he think that they were trying to be funny or was it they were just being funny even though they were trying to make a seriously scary movie? And he said that he's, he's pretty sure that they were going for, like, a comedic angle. Yeah. Um, but it, it was pretty brutal. Like, like, the first, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, maybe you could get on board with the, like, chuckles and, and this and that. Um, but then it, that... <clears throat> uh, it ran its course pretty quickly. <laughs> um, it ran its course. Yeah, so it was it was kind of uh-huh. unfortunate in that part. But um, there was one moment when um, they had had, you know, because they're trying to produce a new album, and um, there were two guys there that were um, mixing and producing the music that they had already recorded. And as they're, like, getting in the car and leaving, and I'm looking at one of the guys, and I'm like, God, you know, like, and I'm like that with all actors. I'm like, what have I seen them in? And nine times out of ten, it was Special Victims Unit. But um, this guy <laughs> Who was... hasn't been on Special <laughs> Exactly. It's unit. always SVU. Uh-huh. Um, I look it up, and it's freaking John Carpenter. Back oh. from the dead. <laughs> Back from the dead. I'm so sorry. Um, so I got, like, a little starstruck there in the moment. I was like... <gasps> Oh my god, it's John Carpenter! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, even Tom, like, even my cousin's in an episode of SVU. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did yeah. she play Dead Body? No, she played a paramedic. Oh, paramedic. And she like right. talked to the like I can't remember the Mishka. What's her names. name? Marishka Hargitay. Marishka, yeah. yeah. He oh, talks yeah. with her. Or she talked with her. That is and, and very exciting. I know. Yeah. Wow. She's gonna yeah. be famous one day. She is. She's like one of the best people too. Yeah. Like doing like Lincoln Center. Shout out Raquel. Yeah. Does she listen? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> well, you could tell her to listen to this one. Um, but then the one little link that I would have with that is this whole idea of you know dark comedy, black comedy, comedy horror. Mm-hmm. Um, is that um, I know that I I told you this story, but I don't know if I mentioned it on an episode about how I got Tom and my son to watch the menu with me. You did. Um, and my son, about halfway through, like, kind of called me out on this. Is like, <clears throat> why did you say this was funny? 
And I was like, I never said this was funny. Like, I don't know what you think you heard me say. Like, I never said it. this was funny. <laughs> you said punny. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, so like, so punny. <laughs> we had like maybe a week of this, you know, coming up here and there again of being like, well, you know, she just lies about movies being funny. Um, <laughs> and then I finally, finally found out where the miscommunication came from mm-hmm. is because I often, and, and you know what I mean when I say this, you the phrase hilarity ensues oh especially with regards to horror movies like hilarity ensues means like people's heads start getting chopped (laughs) off or demons possess people and they vomit everywhere like that's what hilarity ensues means to me yeah especially and i'm talking about a movie that i know is like scary or suspenseful Mm -hmm. but all my son heard was the word hilarious Oh, he heard what he wanted to hear. Yeah, so he thought he was getting in for like a Will Ferrell type experience. And... <laughs> yeah, so this is just, oh my yeah, my, my uh, public service announcement to be cautious when there are phrases that, you know, you use in a unique <laughs> manner. They're, they're open just to assume, misinterpretation. Just assume that both of us are sarcastic. At all times. All the time. And be yeah. like, so what do you actually mean? Yeah. Use yeah. plain English. <laughs> use your TK language. Use language. <laughs> this movie will make you pee your pants. <laughs> or hungry. The menu made me hungry, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that burger at the end. Oh, no, oh. you wanted the bone marrow. I wanted all of it. You wanted all of it. I was like, it. I want that thigh, chicken thigh, scissors. I, I just tortilla. Tortilla. From I just, <laughs> I just remembered that I watched another movie on stars um called pray for the devil it's but pray p-r-e-y like oh pray. yeah just like a uh, stranger sequel uh, <laughs> yes. it's um this is like a really short uh, quick wreck it was i didn't expect much honestly i just turned it on when i was on the elliptical like oh here let me watch some garbage <laughs> and <laughs> it was um a young woman who is um a nun and she's um dealing with an exorcism and they're like you know nuns don't do exorcisms and she comes across this little girl who's sent to where that where she's working and stuff and because she's like a nurse Mm -hmm. um but it was actually pretty good it's not bad so it's like nun needs rosie the riveter type thing yeah 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 (laughs) but um I kind of was surprised. I was like, oh, this is actually watchable. I, I kind of liked it. So. All right. Pray you, for the devil. Pray for the devil. For so the if devil. you're like, you know, I just need to see some demons, you know, watch it. <laughs> Show me some demons. Let me see some demons. Hey, did hilarity ensue? <laughs> <laughs> hilarity ensue. Yeah. Backs cracked. Yep. You know, like a procession of Emily Rose. Yeah. Like back, yeah. People backwards. spoke Latin. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but Victor's I, I been very patient. You oh. had to, you had to, Tom took Latin in high school. That was his foreign no, language. I was in Catholic school. Yeah. Back in elementary school. Oh, in elementary. Take, yeah. yeah, no, it was his chosen foreign language for high Ooh, school. I didn't get to choose shit. Yeah. <laughs> God chose for me. <laughs> so, what's new with our guest who's waiting so patiently? Um, so not a whole lot. We uh, went to my buddy's birthday party this weekend. That was fun. It was a mm-hmm. hundred and whatever degrees out in Antioch, California. Uncivilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty gross. But uh, we had a good time and uh, got to watch all of Luther. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not. Pretty much. You were sharing but, deep but I didn't, all the I didn't dislike Star Trek. It. Mm-hmm. All the Star Trek. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. you never really yesterday or, watched them. Yeah, yeah, no, day before yesterday. Watched, yeah, uh, sh- showed him Star Trek and then into the Darkness, movies the or new, the... Yeah, the newer the newer movies. Oh, the Chris Pine, Pine ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
He was like, oh, this had is, he ever this seen any Star Trek, like any of the shows he, or old he movies? He had apparently seen that first one, but didn't like remember much of it. He was kind of younger too yeah. when he watched it, but um, he's eleven now. Like when we re- revisit movies that he saw when he was like six or seven, yeah, he's no like, recollection at all. He's like, I kind of remember, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he enjoys it a lot more, mm-hmm. you know. And so Deke is our sci-fi fantasy. He'll watch that stuff with us and really have a fun time. And Charlotte, like, <laughs> snore fast. But she'll yeah. watch the scary stuff. Um, but yeah, he really enjoyed it. And I explained to him the, like, you know, people say there's two types of people. There's Star Wars people and there's Star Trek people. But I think, that's so I think there's minded. three types where the third one is you like both. Yeah. And that's me. <laughs> well, no, there's four types because there's people that don't like either. We don't talk about those people. <laughs> that's not me. Okay, good. Which one are you? <laughs> I'm both. Good. I'm like, I watched Star Trek more growing up. I was a big Next Generation fan. And then when Deep Space Nine came out, I watched that a little bit, not as much as Next Generation. And I love the new movies, the Chris Pine movies. I haven't seen. They're really fun. Yeah. The only one of the older movie, the ones that I'd seen of the older movies were once Picard was in. I don't know if I've ever seen any of the old, old Star Trek movies with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Um, but it's a once, mixed bag. Yeah. Once Picard was captain in the movies, um, I started watching those because, you know, yeah. TNG. Baby. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, this is definitely an unpopular opinion, but I'm I am Voyager. I love Janeway. Janeway. Yeah. She is my shit. OK, so that came out when I was in college, I think. And I wasn't really watching because we had like a tiny little re- stupid TV on top of our not that much older than me. That was probably it probably came out when you were in high school still. Really? I, I remember it being college time, but you may be right. Yeah. I, I college time. College time. I remember being time. wasted. <laughs> I was just so messed up. But yeah, I used to watch Voyager with my dad growing up. Uh, we'd also watch TNG, of course, and then mm-hmm. like everything else. But but yeah, trying to get him into it. He, he's certainly gung-ho about it. We'll see if he wants to watch any of the shows. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty it's much fun. it. Just kind of you know living life, watching. It's fun stuff. consuming media. Yeah. Consuming media, one and all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all of it. it's fun kindling, or um, like kind of getting a kid like into something that you're yeah. like, you know, it is time, yeah. and then and yeah. then they really like it, and then, mm. then they're not kind of pretending. They yeah. just seem super excited, and and you get to share that thing yeah. that you've like kind of really enjoyed and. Um, had in your own life too so it's kind of a crapshoot nice. <laughs> and some some kids are more down for it mm-hmm. than others um no no we we watched or uh, we showed my son speed for the first time the other night mm. um not a fan no he liked it oh great. he liked it um but it's funny because at first he didn't he's like didn't know that keanu was keanu it was oh. like a like you know the second or whatever scene of the movie or whatever and he goes wait, is that Keanu Reeves? We're like, yeah. I'm like, I know he's young and his hair's short, but come on, you know? And especially because I, yeah, I showed him the Matrix movies um, years ago, um, which it's like, he looks the same in the Matrix as he does Mm. in Speed and he's got the short hair. So the only thing I was thinking of, he was thinking John Wick hair is what he has in his mind and the beard. Then you take off the hair and the beard and maybe, I don't know, some of that connection goes away. But um, no, but he he liked it. That's fun. Yeah. Well, this is a movie podcast, so we do have like a lot of uh, 
you know, we love those like nerdy things too. And that's, yeah. And we're assuming if you're listening, you're probably into media as well. Yeah. In the same boat. You're not like, what are, I don't even own a TV. Get get out. (laughs) Why don't you go outside and take a hike? Miss Pretentious or Mr. Pretentious. (laughs) We don't know who you are, but Meredith is pissed at you. (laughs) No, actually, if you live like in a dorm or something and you just have your computer and you watch media through there, that's fine. But I'm talking about people who are like, we just don't show TV to our children. It's like only... We forget we have a TV. We only use sticks for entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Rocks and sticks and play like whatever. Ugh, I'm so mad. No. Wow, she's gotten herself (laughs) all all worked up about it. All right, I'm doing the recap this time. Um, So let's get started. I'm excited to talk about it. The... Opening title card said, um, says Barrow, Alaska, the northernmost town in the U.S., isolated in 80 miles of roadless wilderness, cut off every winter for 30 days of night. And then we see a scene of a stranger with a dirty face wearing a winter coat um, as he looks at, at a very quiet looking, non moving ship kind yeah, of Yeah, it's kind of like distance. ice, almost iced mm-hmm. in. It's all icy and stuff. And you see his rowboat that he used to uh, get to the shore. And then he proceeds to walk through um, kind of just tundra and uh, over the, like, the hills to get, uh, and snowy terrain to get to a um, small town. And you see him sort of surveying the small town he's about to go into. And then there's the title card, The Last Day of Sun. Um so the scene opens with two men, Eben and Billy, and they're both from the sheriff's department. They're looking at a pile of burned satellite phones. The two of them proceed to do um, other work. They're they're kind of saying, first, before they move on, they say, like, who would want to burn phones? And, and then um, Billy said, well, maybe some kids messing messing around. And then uh, Eben's like, no, I mean, we would have gotten, like, a note or something be like... Fuck you, grown-ups, or whatever. <laughs> so they just think it's kind of odd yeah. at this point. Uh, Evan seems a bit forlorn. They changed the population population sign to 152. Um, Evan says, what's the point? And Billy's like, it's, uh, you know, it's tradition. Because um, a bunch of people flee the town yeah. for this one month of darkness. They, like, go down further south in Alaska for the time being. So, yeah. like, the population dips dramatically for that month. Uh-huh. I think it was, like, 530-something. Yeah. So four, about 400 people leave. And um, meanwhile, everyone else kind of stays and holds Hunkers down the down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, a woman, Stella, is inspecting gear for the Alaska fire marshal. The man is speaking to her, um, like he knows her really well, asking if she's going to stay and maybe reconsider the separation from Evan. She says she, you know, she's like, "Eh, yeah, there's just too much to talk about in that situation. Thank you for your uninvited interest in my personal (laughs) life. Um, But she's like, I've got to make the plane. I got to go. Most of the town is leaving at this point. They're boarding buses and go, um, you know, saying their goodbyes. Later, we just see a random scene. You see a stranger, and you don't, or you don't see who is the perpetrator. Our dog is just being... She's already scared of she's this She's very movie. upset. She knows what, that something's about to happen to, to some dogs. She's very Inara. upset. Um, yeah. Some huskies. I'm so sorry, Inara. Um, <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> like it. Some huskies are killed by a stranger, um, and that's kind of sad. Then Evan um, later cites a guy, Bo, uh, just to let him know that he's part of the town. There's some oil on the ground, and he's like, Kate, you don't have to cite me. That's why we live out here, where there's nobody, you know, sort of 
you know, off the grid. Yeah, nobody cares. And um, Eben's like, he, you know, he tells Billy a few minutes later in the truck, you know, he, we, he, he needs to know that he's part of this community. So I kind of, you know, need yeah, to remind him. because he lives him. like way out on the outskirts all by himself. Yeah. So then Stella is on her way to the airport and she gets plowed into as she's on her way and she misses her plane or she feels like she's going to miss her plane and she's stuck. She has to call Evan to let him know, first of all, that she's in town. And also, can you do me a favor and yeah. help hey, me Hey, Mr. X-Man that I didn't tell was <laughs> I was here today. Yeah. <laughs> I need a ride. Um, so he's not thrilled. <laughs> so Evan goes to see the kennel owner. Um, he, I think his name is Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, every dog, no, not, it's not Wilson, it was John. Um, every dog that he has was killed and he was like that you know who would do this go yeah. to every single of the kennels yeah, it was like and their throats ki- ripped out yeah and they're, and like, they're like really horribly uh, killed viciously kill them it's it's it was pretty uh pretty awful uh evan then um he returns to the station and helen and his little his also his i think is it his grandma yeah it's both of helen? their it's their brothers okay. and that's their grandma yeah. I, always, I just got thrown off because he refers to the older woman who's um as Helen, not Grandma. Yeah, so, but his little brother calls yeah, her. Yeah, maybe grandma. it's like it's like in that professional capacity. It's like in Misery when he's like, "When you're in the truck with me, you're my deputy, not my <gasps> <Yeah>. wife." <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So, um, he gets he goes back to the station, and Helen, who's who she his grandma also does dispatch, and she tells him that there's a problem at the utility door. Stella is uh, meanwhile is officially stuck after. Um, she misses her plane, and she's stuck there for 30 days. Um, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, sorry. So then Evan goes to the, the Utilidor and finds out that Wilson, um, his um, helicopter, was vandalized and now is completely unusable. He's like, that was my livelihood, Evan. You know, everything was just ripped apart. Like, why would someone do yeah, that? Why would somebody do that? Hmm, suspicious. That's yeah. what I said in my notes. <laughs> well, and that's like with all of these things, like the dog, the helicopter, it's like at this point, this is a really isolated community and they all know each other. Like if you think about small town America, we're like, everybody knows everybody in this little town. It's like, this is that and then some because yeah. they can't even, they can't even get just like people passing through town. There's no passing through this town. Yeah. And so you literally know everybody that's there at all times. And so the idea that like, Somebody's going to go and murder this guy's dogs or somebody's going to go like wreck this guy's helicopter. It's like who we know everybody that's here who would do this. Right. And there's no. Yeah. Like you said, there's no um, like a highway passing by. And and it's it's you're making the there's no uh, trailways buses coming through. (laughs) Um, It's just really strange. So Evans, you know, the cogs are turning. He's like, what's going on? This is very odd. I and sorry to interrupt again, but you have to say so Josh Hartnett is playing Evan. Mm-hmm. And when you say cogs turning, Josh Hartnett is an actor where you can really see cogs turn on that mm-hmm. kid's face. Mm-hmm. And you know he's just trying to think, what was my line? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's smell the fart acting. <laughs> like, And I love him. I loved his little, like, uh, 15 minutes of glory. Him in H2O was fantastic. He was a real oh. cutie pie. I, ha- I have a wreck after... Too this uh, with him in it and yeah. it just just came out yeah and it's amazing it's so good um, so. 
But yeah, and he did Pearl Harbor. He did that movie, 40 Days and 40 Nights, where he like tries to go all That's of right. Lent without yeah. having sex. And then he did Black Hawk Down. Like he had a really good run there for a while. And he's a cutie pie. But like when you said <laughs> the cogs were turning, I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like, were they though? He, he's one of those guys that really grimaces <laughs> when he thinks. And he goes, scratches his temple, goes, <laughs> Yeah, he needs like to sit that. down. <laughs> so, um, so meanwhile, it's dark. Oh, finally. And it's, um, there's a man there. He's looking at all these, um, you know, monitors and he has the word techcom on his shirt. You can see outside it's a, there's satellite dishes and things like that. Um, so he's, he's in there doing his work and he hears like random like shrieks in squawks from, <laughs> Alaskan um, geese. from something <laughs> happening outside. He walks outside to investigate and he's brutally attacked and killed by these, I call them like banshee sounding, like screeching creatures. That yeah, just, that um, noise is definitely worth remarking on at one point in this yeah, discussion. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so he gets very much dead. <laughs> He's mega dead. <laughs> He's mega dead. Um, and then at the, meanwhile, at the diner, we see that stranger that we saw at the beginning. He's asking Lucy, the uh, waitress, uh, he's like, I want some rum or some vodka. And she's like, or whatever. And she's like, yeah, we, it, alcohol is illegal this month. There's enough problems as it is. Without yeah, it's being like hard like, enough for yeah, you to not see drunk. the sun for 30 yeah. days. Yeah. And then so he says, well, can I just have a bowl of raw hamburger meat? And she says, no, it's only frozen or, you know, cooked. And then um, he starts you know, getting an attitude and Eben shows up and says, um, you know, can we go out and talk? And he's like, I'm not gonna, you know, whatever. And so then Eben starts to arrest him and he's like, what are you gonna do about it? And Eben Mm -hmm. um, suddenly has Stella backing him up with her gun out and they take him to the station. She, they're kind of like very kind of cold with each other a little bit because he's obviously heartbroken and she's like, I kind of don't even want to be here. Yeah. And they don't ever really explain why these two split up. But it like at one point she does say, like, I shouldn't have left you or I'm sorry that I left you. But it definitely seems like she is the one that hurt him. Yes. Um, yeah. So and, she, she and he's he didn't like, even know that she was there. Yeah. Did you already say that? Not yeah. until she yeah. called him to help her. Yeah. yeah. So she, he knew just like shortly before that. Yeah, that he's she like, was when you're ready to talk, like, yeah. you know, blah, when you're blah, ready blah. To talk, I'll see you later. You ride. And then, but she's like, no, I'll, I want to come along and say hi to Jake and um, Helen. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll come and I'll come with you. So they all pile into his um, police vehicle. Stebbin, uh, Stebbin. Hello, Stella and Evan. That's, that's their celebrity couple names. <laughs> their celebrity Stebbin. couple, Stebbin. Uh, they chat about uh, the vandalism that's going on. He's like, I just don't know what's going on. Stella says, I, you know, I got plowed into and in Evan remarks it's been a hell of a day and then the stranger just says just you wait ooh dun, yep. dun, dun. so um meanwhile Which, he's remarkable in this movie Ben Foster oh, Ben Foster yeah, yeah I, that like was, I didn't want to interrupt again it, but, but I was like Ben he's Foster haunting. he's haunting yeah. he is insane he's and, my favorite part yeah, what he's he did with his voice and everything like, yeah ugh. And That's like basically most of my my notes for. I'm like, where are you from? He's like, you don't give me what I want to eat, what I want to drink. And yeah. I'm like, where are you from? Even <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> so meanwhile, pipe workers are getting off work, and uh, two guys and um, a woman. They are suddenly attacked during a friendly game of rock, paper, scissors, mm-hmm. where they're trying to figure out where they're going to go. Um, and who's going to sleep gonna... with the girl? Right. Yeah. Is this going to be a threesome? <laughs> like, whose house are we going to? I know. Yeah. 
So then suddenly one is taken and um, the girl, she didn't stick around to find out what happened. She like hauls ass away from those two guys. Um, So meanwhile at the station, Evan talks to the stranger. How did you get here? You didn't come in by plane. I checked, you know, no. How are you even here? Yeah. And um, which is kind of crazy how he would just show up, you know. Yeah. Well, that made it very far, easy far to away. recognize, like, oh, this is someone I need to arrest because we have all this crazy shit happening that we know nobody in town would do. And right. now here's one guy we don't know. Who shows up and is asking for raw meat. Yeah. <laughs> red flag. <laughs> red flags abound. Um, so then Grandma notices that the phone and computer are down. Ooh! Uh, and Which, I mean, you gotta car... think that happens a lot when you live there. Out in the middle of nowhere. I mean... But they... Yeah, but all that compounding. All that. And then suddenly the power goes out and the generators kick in. Mm-hmm. So Eben wants to go check on Gus, who is the tech comm employee guy. The one guy who, like, mans the station there. Um, and the stra- he says, you know, you guys stay with the stranger. They never give him a name. He's just no, called the stranger. Yeah. Um, and the stranger comments in his cell, they're coming. And this time... They're going to honor him for all that he has done for yeah. him, for them. And Evan's like, shh, okay, bye. And then he goes <laughs> cool to story, check bro. on uh, Gus. <laughs> so um, Evan goes out to find Gus has been brutally killed. It, basically, his head is on a pike. It's it's mm-hmm. really crazy. And there's blood all over, frozen on, in the snow. He tells, um, as he's driving back, he sees people outside. The, the power is out. They're like, what? The community is like, Kind of what's going on, Evan? You know, what do we need to do? And he's like, just go in, go home and lock your doors. Well, yeah, so, he says, if you have a generator, yeah. go to your house and lock your doors. If you don't, then go to the diner. Go to the diner where they have, um, you know, oh, heat yeah, and the stuff. Um, so meanwhile, John and Allie, who they were the owner owners of the kennel, and John is just reeling from that. He's just very, very upset, like has like tears in his eyes and stuff. Um, Allie s- asks him like you know what do you want for dinner and he's like i'm not hungry and she's like you have to eat okay and suddenly Allie is thrown off she's at in the kitchen and there's a guy who just like bounces through the window (laughs) (laughs) and she's like what the fuck and then um then there's like a brutal fight Allie is um john tries to help help her and Allie is dragged off under the house Mm -hmm. um which is an insane scene there's a lot of like cartwheels and gunshots and things like that and uh, John gives a huge slash on his cheek from the vampire uh, and it's like a bald vampire with creepy weird almond looking eyes yeah almost alien looking mm-hmm. eyes yeah yeah there's a couple of them that have their features like that they look really like the, crazy the, that one girl one with the, the dark hair I would yeah. say they kind of remind me of sharks like yeah. shark eyes like kind of like the weird kind of yeah. beady black eyes but so back at the station the stranger's just talking some shit <laughs> he manages to attack Evan's brother, Jake. Um, Evan re- returns just in time to shoot the stranger and handcuff him. And he asks the stranger, he's like, what's going on? What what happened to Gus? You know, you have to tell me now. Mm-hmm. And um, the stranger just doesn't reply to him at all. And he just says, I don't talk to dead men because he knows death is coming. Yeah. Uh, while Which is a really fucking creepy thing to oh say to someone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't talk to dead men. I You're like, talk to dead men. what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, dude. I'm breathing. I'm alive. I promise. Yeah, so Eben wants to go and investigate. Stella goes with him. They 
they they're like, are you going to be okay? And grandma is like, we'll be fine. We have the walkie, you know, go figure out what, what the hell is happening. So they go get in the truck. They're driving. They pull over um, because Evan says, I see something. He's looking out and um, they're both looking through their binoculars. Stella suddenly says, get back in the car now. Get back in the car. Well, he doesn't have binoculars like she does. He's got his his gun pulled. And so that's that's why, like, she sees something that he doesn't. And she's like, get in the fucking car. We got to go. Yeah. So she yells at him. She gets get back in the truck. They're driving. They haul ass. A creature just jumps on on top of the truck. And they're both screaming, like, what the fuck was that? You know, and, and it's, like, on top of the truck, kind of, like, standing up, like, kind of slamming on the top of their car. Um, and it kind of, like, leapt up like a lion or something. It was just uh, not human, yeah. basically. It's, it's crazy. So they get back to the station to see that Helen has, is gone. The stranger is still cuffed. He's begging for Eben to kill him. He's... Because he's like, they didn't take take me. They left me here. And he's all kind of weepy and being weird. And um, I've been considering it for like a moment. And then they just leave him. Uh, they finally, we finally get a big view of these creatures. And they kind of look like, uh, I said in my notes, they kind of look like they're part of an orchestra group. Because they're all wearing, um, <laughs> they're wearing like formal attire yeah, a little yeah. bit. Which I'm not mad about because Johnny Houston. Danny Houston. Or Danny Houston, that's right. Yeah. He's, I like him. Wearing a suit. Anyways. <laughs> She's like, I mean, he's no Luther, but he's right yeah, up there. Yeah, I, I don't mind looking at him. Um, so then the leader says to the rest of the vampires, who's Marlo, uh, in their vampire language, remove the heads from the bodies. We don't want any of them turning. And we should have come here ages ago. So they're having a great time. So uh, at this point, many of the townsfolk are at the diner. Um Danny Houston and Co are um they're at a home they're they're just ravaging people he he's saying in his weird language there's no hope there's only hunger and death as they're just engaging embarking on a full-fledged attack on the town. Yeah, he's um, kind of like a, a bizarre creepy fortune cookie in the, yeah. in this movie like all of his phrases are like so beautiful and terrifying and cryptic like he just says the most fuck and it's all subtitled like you said this is mm-hmm. like their whatever old world vampire language well he's like you know he's like hundreds of years old yeah probably. yeah so he speaks like that but his statements are just so like Ugh. you're like there's no hope great okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> so there's a full f- like all of the houses are under attack there you hear screaming gunshots mm-hmm. uh there's blood everywhere um there's you know, pe- people being ripped apart. There's an aerial shot of this attack over the town, and you just see people running. There's fi- gunfires, there's yeah. fires, there's blood Everywhere. being sprayed all over this white snow, which yeah. is an insane visual. It's really awesome. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty cool. Um, so then Evans and Stella arrive at the diner. They decide they, they're like, we have to get out of here. We're not safe. Um, and one of the town's People says, you know, there's an attic in town. It's hard to find. And the owner has left for for this 30 days. He's gone. So it's all boarded up, which is like the perfect um, situation to kind of sneak into. Evan decides to get some bear traps. And Stella says, I'm going to go with you. And they get into the truck only to be attacked as vampires lift up their truck and basically flip that bitch over. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was crazy. And it's like it took a really, really long time to flip over. Yeah. It was kind of like in Jurassic Park when the jeep goes over the side and they're like. like, slow motion. They're like. "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they the at this point, the truck has uh, completely flipped over. You think they're screwed. But then 
suddenly Bo arrives in his pl- in his snowplow. He arrived just in time. He's the one who was like, "You don't have to cite me. This yeah, is where we live off the grid." Skirts, anti-social, yeah, grizzled guy. He's from Ripper. yeah. He's from Sons of Anarchy, and he totally yeah. looks like a motorcycle. Yeah, see, I don't watch that, but I, he was in um, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. He was oh, one of yeah. the cop, like a dirty cop. Yep. Yeah, for sure. He's 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 in a lot of stuff. So yeah. he was like, you know, get in. Where the fuck do we go, though? And, yeah, right. Uh, Evan and Stella are like, I, we know where to go. So then um, they get to the house that they plan on holding up in. They hear gunshots on outside, but they're able to um, break into that house and reconnect with the others. They're all um, relatively hidden from the vampires. So, meanwhile, the leader of the vampires, Marlo, is, he goes to the stranger, the stranger is like, I did everything you asked, you know, um, and then he's like, oh, you did everything you asked, we asked, you did so well, and then he's like, I will take care of you, and uh, he's like, the lies they believe, yeah, and snaps his neck. So, you know, I'm not mad about it, he was kind of a, you know, a jerk, killed yeah. all the dogs, and I was <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> So then uh, later, um, the survivors, they decide they need to gather supplies and just kind of hold out for the rest of the month. Um, And they're just kind of sleeping in shifts, waiting in the attic for days and days and days. Um, At this point, and then there's different title cards. And I forgot to mention the the days, how many days have gone by, but it's been several days. I feel like the first Mm -hmm. check-in after they're all in the attic is seven days. Yeah. Because I remember thinking, like, Oh look, that's the, that's all the beard that Josh Hartnett can grow in seven days. Poor sweet baby angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sweet little scraggles. Little scraggles. Um, so seven. I think that's when this happens. So one of the townspeople, she set out to lure them out, yeah. and she's walking t- through the main dr- uh, street in town, um, and she's like, like "Hello, help me. is anyone there? Help me!" And Stella's like looking outside from their little 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 sheet of paper or something where she can like look look out, and she's like, "We have to help her." And Evan's like, "No, look behind her." And there's just vampires leaping on the um, the roofs of the different houses as she's walking down the down the street. So they don't help her um, because obviously it's a trap. Yep. And so the vampires. And the, yeah, the vampires are not happy. She's like, I tried. I called for them. No one. There's nobody it's left. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. And the vampires aren't happy. They kind of circle around her and then start slashing at her with their claws. They kind of want to make her suffer because she didn't produce what, what yeah. they wanted from her. Meanwhile, Evan is out there trying to figure out what to do. And then John calls out from him out to him from under the house. He's the one who was attacked with his wife at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He's like, Evan, Evan, I'm so cold, you know, and, and John's like, well, how long have you been, or excuse me, Evan's like, John, how long have you been out there, you know, under here? And he's like, I'm not really sure. My legs hurt. I just need help. And Evan's like, I know where we can hide. So, you know, there's a place with us. So he pulls him out and then he realized John's a vampire. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just so hungry. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Um, <laughs> So It then, was a whoopsie doodle of turning yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. And then he, but he's really weak. So he kind of got himself... Well, he, jo- snapped yeah. his, he snapped his leg in the beginning. Well, he, and also he hasn't fed this whole time. He hasn't yeah. fed. He's, his ne- leg is snapped, and he's super unsteady. So he's turned, but he is not very strong. So he's a, he manages to get himself caught in some uh, swings that are in a play <laughs> Like a big old dummy. Yeah, and then... Um, <laughs> Eben. What a terrible vampire. <laughs> He's like, oh my, oh, oh no. Foiled by the swings again. Oh, man. Um, but then he, 
uh, manages to get caught, and then Eben chops his head off with an axe. That's the way he was able to actually kill him. Um, so then now Eben, they know how to kill him. Now he knows yeah. how to kill him. Uh, Eben returns to the hideout, and he's all like huffing and puffing because he doesn't have his, his inhaler. I forgot to mention that part. Um, and then they just continue to wait things out. Um, so one of the survivors, Isaac, he's an older man. Um, he has dementia and he decides to make a break for it. He's like, I'm getting out of here. Um, and his son, Wilson, goes after him. He's And Stella's like, you can't go out there. You'll die. And he's like, I have to go. It's my my dad. Mm-hmm. And so in the scuffle, uh, Stella gets knocked out in the process. And then she wakes back up and Eben goes downstairs and finds her. Then uh, one of the vampires walks in and they're able to kind of hide. And then, unfortunately, Wilson attracts their attention, or maybe fortunately, attracts their attention away from Stella and Evan. They're able to go back into the attic with the others, um, but they know that, you know, Wilson and his dad didn't make it. Also, the vampire that's tracking them... He is one of the coolest looking ones, in my opinion. Yeah, he was the one that she was talking about, the first one, right? Yeah, the, bald the bald one with the kind with, of slanted eyes. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. from his mouth down is just all like drying blood. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And, and they're all like very white scary. skinned, yeah. obviously, but like him, it's more dramatic on him because he is bald. He doesn't have any hair. So like more of his head is white. Yeah. And so, he's not a white guy. So, but it's just like a very pale, you know, whatever race he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it looks cool yeah undead yeah um so now they can move because there's a blizzard happening and they can move under the cover of the whiteout and they decide to go to the the supply store to gather supplies they want to make a break for the um utilidor that's what their goal is because there's a generator and they're like you know we've raided out so many days um i think we can make it there for the rest of this time Mm -hmm. Uh, they run into a little kid, a little baby vamp, and they have to chop her head off. Um, they're and oh, I forgot. It's also day eighteen, so they're at the supply, the place, and unfortunately, the whiteout had the general store, right? Yeah. And um, the whiteout is over, so they can't really move without that cover. So Evan decides to create create a diversion, and he runs to Grandma's house because she has her grow operation. Um, oh, yeah, and grandma's the, got glaucoma. Yeah, her UV light. <laughs> so he knows he has to start the generator first, which causes some anxiety as he pumps the and pulls at the starter and finally gets going. He runs inside and uh, the vampires follow him. Meanwhile, Bo and the others are on the move and they are going to the sheriff's office just to like one more stop on the way. Mm-hmm. One of them is picked off. Um, it's this dummy named Doug who I didn't like to begin with. Um, <laughs> well, because he, he's always questioned everybody. And yeah. you're like, what do you know? But maybe he's really smart. I don't know. Um, so the light does work as one of the vampires. I think one of the alpha females. Yeah. She runs in and she gets badly burned. Yeah, like um, the whole side of her face gets yeah, all. Uh, on her face. And then Crispy. Eben. Yeah, they, they pull the power. Like they turn it off and Eben is able to make a run for it over the walkie uh, Bo tells Evan to run for the trencher Bo, Bo creates a diversion he kills many vampires in the process and he's taking out 
but not before he's also blows up that the hotel um, that he had crashed into with the yeah um, that that choice that he made I didn't really understand because he was kicking some ass he had his shotgun he was shooting them he was running them down with his vehicle he was you know pretty pretty secure and safe in the vehicle and then he drove it into a building it seems totally unnecessarily and then lit a flare and blew up some dynamite that only expo- exploded him there weren't even any other vampires in the building like the one vampire that had come into the building just got blown backwards back out into the snow <laughs> like, so Wee! all he did was like drive into this building and blow himself up and then he ended up not even dying in the explosion yeah so that box would have definitely taken out that hotel yeah, like the whole like building. the whole box. There was several dynamite yeah. sticks in there. Yeah. And the fact that he was just blown out the window, basically. Yeah, with a little bit of burn. And was still alive mm-hmm. is ludicrous. But there was no, like... I don't know what, deci- what, who made that decision. There's no reasoning for that plan. Yeah. Like, driving into the building in the first... I mean, unless I missed some part where he lost control of the vehicle, deliberately driving it into the building did not make any sense. Yeah. No, I I mean, know. I think... If if what the dynamite was supposed to do was the was the good thing, he was gathering them all up and exploding all the vampires. Yeah, he but just unfortunately blew his wad too early. I mean, maybe they were all frozen and like I mean I don't know how explosives work. Oh. I'm not a you know. But even if it had been a bigger explosion, there was only one vampire inside the building. Right, but they all were the rest all right were... outside. So yeah. like if you had enough dynamite, you blow them all to pieces. I, I think really... that's what his thought was. Mm. I don't know why, you know, five to twenty, however many were in that box, yeah. sticks of dynamite made a non-explosion yeah that didn't even kill him standing right next to yeah him. it didn't really it didn't understand. seem like a right. either it wasn't a good plan it was poorly executed or both yeah um marlo sent he says to the other vampires as he's standing over uh Bo's body mm. when you can't defeat the um enemy when they can't defeat or kill the enemy they um or destroy when they can't themselves. destroy the enemy they destroy themselves see fortune cookie and then he like stomped his head in yeah Bo's head in which was really sad because Bo was a pretty cool dude actually yeah you know he tried a sort of anyway well, and, and when he, except for that last choice he was mm-hmm. really delivering every time he showed up he delivered and he saved somebody you know yeah he did save he saved Evan, Evan multiple times <laughs> yeah so Evan makes it to the sheriff's office. At this point, there's only six of them left. Or they make that comment. And finally, Carter reveals that he was turned. It was the little girl from the general store that um, turned him. But he doesn't want to live forever. And he reveals that his family was killed by a drunk driver. And he's like, I can't live forever. Um, Evan basically put me out of my misery. Mm-hmm. Which also shows us that after you're turned, you're still yourself. You're just really thirsty for blood. Yeah. But you um, still have your utility. Awaren- yeah, awareness yeah. as a human. Right. So it's not like he went and attacked um, the other survivors Mm -hmm. or anything. He's just like, I know what I am and I'm not human anymore. Yeah. Um, So Evan decides to kill him. It's kind of like in uh, Resident Evil. When sometimes when they get bitten and they like, it takes a long time for them before they die. And then when they die, they they turn into the zombie. Mm -hmm. But they're already infected. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. You're like, Um, eh, not really. (laughs) Why don't you... Keep your dumb ideas to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, no, like, because in Dawn of the Dead, he's like, you know, I'm. he bas- he waited with him, and then um, the, who was it? Um, the cop yeah. shot him and put him out of his, his misery yeah. because he's like, I can't, yeah. you know, be like this. 
So um, everyone's really upset because Carter was a big part of the group. Um, so then, yeah, and he he chops off Billy's, or excuse me, he chops off Carter's head. Um, that audio was pretty intense, too. Like, they like, go Bunk. into the next room so that nobody else has to see, obviously, and you hear, like, yeah. the dink, dink, thunk. So yeah. it was, like, two axe hacks and then the uh-huh. head hitting the floor. <laughs> yeah, so now there are five, five of them. And now it's day 27, and Eben gets a signal from Billy. So then Stella and Eben go over there to his house, and it's revealed that Billy killed his wife and his daughters when he heard all of the screaming. And he his his rationale was like, I didn't want them to suffer the same fate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Evan's like, how could you do this? You know, you, you protect them. You don't yeah. you don't do this. this well, is he was going to kill himself too, but the gun yeah, jammed. He, and yeah, and he's like, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have signaled for you. I you know I just couldn't stand being alone anymore. So then, um, yeah, he he. He's just, you know, he's just, he's a sad sack. Yeah, and they're, like, not going to leave him to die, but at the same time, Eben kind of wants to leave him to die. Like yeah, He's pretty yeah. pissed about his choices. Right. So yeah, then, which is um, fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. So then they drag him to the sheriff's office to find the others are gone. And Stella's like, maybe they made a run for the Utilidor. And um, so then they decide to leave, and they run, and they hide under the ha- house, um, at this point, a little girl is, is sent out as bait, and she's all covered in blood, looking all wide-eyed and yeah. like, Ugh. Um, but still, I can't let her die like the other girl, the other woman. It was yeah, a woman, yeah. not a not a girl. But she runs out and grabs her and pulls her back under the the house. And um, Evan realizes he and he has to make a diversion. Um, so he and Billy make a run for it and kind of try to get their attention. And so the vampires chase them. Evan makes it to the Utilidor and then Billy. And one of the vampires is following Billy. And he ends up getting inside also. It's, uh, I think, Baldy. Bald, yeah. bald vampire gets in. Um, Billy's like, hello, hello, hello. And then he's attacked and he's about to turn uh, until Evan chops off Billy's head. Um, at this point, they're kind of, uh, you know, the other two people are there. Um, no, there's Lucy, the woman. I can't remember her name. She was the pipe worker. And yeah. then there's Jake, the little his little brother. They're there. Right. And he's like, is Stella here or um, Gail, the little girl? Is yeah, her name is Evan Gail. was hoping that they made it to the Utilidor when he was creating when the he diversion. When he created diversion. But they're not there. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, and then later, a little bit later, Stella finally communicates from under a car wreck um, that they're there. They're stuck. It's really cold, but they can't move because they're surrounded. And um, the vampires are just sort of walking around. Stella, at this point, tells Evan, she's sorry, and I never should have left you. Um, and then the uh, Marlo gives the order, we need to make sure that they never know what happened here. Yeah, he gives, mm-hmm. like, this little speech, like, we spent hundreds of years making, like, making them believe that we were just a dream or we were just a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't, basically, we can't ruin that now by leaving some sort of evidence that we exist. hmm So, I think that the idea is also so they can go and pick off other towns. Yeah. So, they fill the town with, they break the pipeline, and their plan is to fill the town with oil and burn it, basically covering up any evidence that um, this is what happened. And um, whoever shows up after the in the aftermath thinks mm-hmm. it's it was just some sort of freak accident. Basically, although it's hard to imagine an accident that involved like holes punched in the pipeline at regular intervals down the length of it. Like, accident? I mean, nobody ever said <laughs> that the vampires were very smart. <laughs> 
Yeah. But um, also, here's a fun fact. You know, I'm full of them. Mm, you are full of it. Uh, yes. Um, so, oil, you can't just light it on fire with a match. Yeah, no, it doesn't burn easily like that. It, it can burn easily, but you have to use a very high temperature flame mm-hmm. to burn it. So, I mean, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. We'll yeah. get to that later. But there there were definitely a couple things where I just kind of, like, turned my head sideways. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first time I saw it, and I haven't seen it in a long time, but the first time I saw it, I was like, this movie's amazing! Everything's great! Everything's perfect! And then, like, re-watching it for this episode... Plot hole! Plot hole! Plot hole! Plot hole! You do? Yeah. I still love it, and I can forgive it, but it's not perfect. Well, we talked about that a little <laughs> bit in the last episode about how, you know, we come to these movies with the expectation of suspension of disbelief of the supernatural horror stuff yeah. that sometimes we get stuck on the real reality stuff that doesn't align. Like mm-hmm. you can't suspend disbelief that the vampires were able to readily ignite crude oil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like I couldn't suspend disbelief in the descent that all of these women were such expert spelunkers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, know? you don't know anything about Australia? <laughs> <laughs> they were in Appalachia. Oh, Appalachia. Sorry. Appalachia. Um, yeah, so apparently you can use a match and burn it up. <laughs> well, we don't see them light it, do we? We, we do. Yeah, we he takes a, a match out. A match. Oh, okay. He and strikes it, it and, must have and he throws it in there and it immediately mm-hmm. ignites, mm-hmm. as yeah. crude oil would, obviously. Yeah. Right. So Emin realizes. Could be. She's like, stop talking over me, you we guys. We can talk about it Sorry, in darling. a moment, okay? Sorry. Continue. Okay. Evan realizes Stella will burn if she stays or be killed if she runs. Mm-hmm. So he has, like, no choice. Uh, Evan takes a syringe and gets Billy's blood uh, from his decapitated corpse and in, then injects himself with the uh, blood. He changes himself to save Stella and that li- the little girl that's with her. Evan is turned, but he also still has fac- his faculties. He knows, um, you know, he's not going to turn against his brother who's standing right there. And he goes outside to uh, fight the vampires. He fights Marlo, and it's mostly a beatdown until Evan punches him right through the head. Yeah, like, I, that <laughs> was kind mouth. of a shocking moment. <laughs> yeah, um, killing Marlo. And then the rest of the vampires see their leader, who was like, insanely their alpha their alpha was killed so they are like oh fuck that and they all leave yeah um and the alpha female was already killed yeah she was already killed but oh, that's Evan right because she got burned by the uv light yeah. i forgot to mention that um and then marlo but she's not dead marlo kills her yes yeah, yeah. That, that's a discrepancy i'll talk about later too well, marlo's like um whatever if you can be broken you need to be killed basically yeah. um so stella approaches evan and she knows that evan will um you know, he'll burn in the sunlight. So the two of them go to the romantic spot, which is mentioned briefly at the beginning yeah. of the movie, um, to watch the sunrise together. And still it holds him and they just like embrace each other um, as Evan is, you know, burned to ash. Yeah. And that's the end. You should just give him a little, a little smoochy smooch too on his yeah. bloody vampire toothed mouth mm-hmm. before yeah, she does. he starts Yum. turning all ashy. Yeah. So, who's going first? Victor, did you think this is scary? Yeah, so, I mean, watching it, I mean, basically I think it was very, it was shortly after it came out, not, I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it, you know, like on demand or whatever it was back then. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I'm Mm. sure you did, dear. (laughs) Um, it, It was definitely scary, you know, then, for sure. Um... 
now that I'm older, uh, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I just smiled the whole time. (laughs) Reminiscing about those days. Simpler times where you could just watch a vampire movie and be frightened. Um, I I definitely loved the movie for sure. I still do, even rewatching it. Um, But, you know, I, I have some... I have some good and some bad. Do do we want to continue with me on this or go around before I? It's only a couple things for that. Go about. Go ahead. Okay, so like my favorite part of this movie is how the vampires looked, their expressions and their movements. Mm-hmm. So the bald dude and the girl who gets burned, yeah, the, the alpha female, like their facial expressions throughout the entire thing were just, like, fantastic. Yeah. Just, like, they were very animalistic, mm-hmm. very just, like, you know, smelling the air and, like, looking around, like, with their with their crazy eyes. And the screeching. Uh, the screeching, the, their head movements, you know, just all of it was just incredible. And then when, like, when Meredith was talking about how they sent out the, the woman to walk down the street and you, you, get, you get to see... The vampires like crouching down and like hopping from roof to roof, you know, like stalking her basically, waiting for somebody to come out to rescue her so they could feed some more. Um, that was just like amazing. Um, and then I, I want to include this in both of yours, but wh- I want to know what your favorite vampire death was. Mm-hmm. And mine was when Bo, the 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 hermit guy, yeah, was driving his crazy tractor thing that had a giant saw blade yeah the trencher that had a huge like essentially saw blade on the front he was driving it and a vampire jumps onto the top and gets pushed or gets moved to the front of it to where Bo's facing him but through the glass Mm -hmm. Bo shoots him and then he flies backward onto the blade and gets cut straight in half, and then Bo drives over those people. Like, I don't know if the vampire is dead, you know, who knows? Yeah. But that to me was like the most amazing vampire kill. Like, it was perfect. Uh, it was like Zombie Land, like, you know, Zombie Kill of the Week. Like, that was my vampire kill of the week. Um, and then also, one of my favorite parts was when Marlo was talking to that woman who was sent up and down the streets asking for help. And she's just like, please, God, no, please, God. And he goes, God? And then he kind of, like, looks up to the sky and, like, yeah. looks around as if, like... All sarcastically. Like, where is he, you know? <laughs> and then he just looks down at her and he's like, no, God. Oh. Like, oh, fuck, it was so I'm good. I'm like, Marlo, you little <laughs> scamp. I know, he's, he's so good. You little scampy scamp. Um, And then, you know, the, the only real issues I had was, you know, the, the, the like you were saying, the non-belief of... The, the real things. Mm-hmm. So, like, the oil not lighting, the the dynamite, like, th- those little things, which, which you know, they, they are little and they'll build up and, you know, maybe some people don't like it because of that. But overall, I can overlook it just because this is a vampire movie where the vampires are brutal, animalistic creatures... And I love that. No sparkle skin. No sparkling. Yeah. No Tom Cruise lacy cravat. Yeah, no, no <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. It was just like and I and don't get me wrong, I like almost every iteration of vampires, but these are some of my favorite vampires of all time because they're just brutal, murdering, starving creatures. Yeah. 
that are just down to fucking murder a whole town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I support it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One other thing that I did not really like was I didn't understand why there was this whole romance. Like, I get it. It's Hollywood. You need a romance. With Eben and Stella? Yeah, with Eben and Stella. Like, in the graphic novels, they were just married. Yeah. There was no, you know, bickering. There was no separation. There was nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It was just, they were just, and older, because they're young in this movie. They're in their, like, mid to late 30s, and they're just the sheriff husband wife of the town. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you need to bring in this whole, like... Oh, you know, she left me type of shit. Like, drama. It doesn't matter. Like, in the grand... Like, the drama is you're all going to get fucking eaten. <laughs> like, that's the drama. You don't need to worry about this stupid little, you know, fake romance. Like, who cares? Um, but, you know, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well. I loved it, though, and I did think it was very scary when I first watched it mm-hmm. uh, when I was younger. But, you know, now now I just I just love it. Yeah. Well, Katie, what did you think? Did you think it was scary? Um, yeah, I think that it's pretty scary. I think, um, I know I haven't seen, because we've established long ago that vampires are not my typical jam. Um, so I haven't, it's not like I've seen every vampire project out there, but I've seen a good amount. And I would say that this is the scariest representation of vampires that I've ever seen. Like yeah. there's other They're ones. They're not that romantic. Are, no, they are no. not titillating. They are and and in a way they're almost the least vampiristic because specifically that he he makes a point of saying, don't turn them. Like we're just here to feed. We're not here to create more vampires. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, it's no different from zombies, like I was saying before, or mm-hmm. any monster that's come to just kill and feed. Like they've removed that element of vampirism, of infecting. And I mean, it's still there. It, it you know obviously plays into the plot on several occasions of the humans getting unintentionally turned. Right, um, yeah. And uh, how that plays out. Um, but these are, it, uh, from what I've seen, the scariest vampires that have ever been developed. And I think a lot of it is like Victor is describing the visuals, making them so animalistic, um, even something just down to the teeth, because they didn't just have like the pair of incisor vampire fangs like Mm-mm. they had their whole mouth. It was like a freaking piranha. Mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it happened like immediately it changed because mm-hmm. Evan, even though it was only minutes from when he injected himself with Billy's blood to when he went and fought Marlo his teeth were because Marlo when he first comes out Marlo no, like looks at his teeth and sees mm-hmm. like oh this isn't just a human coming out here trying to you know be a tough guy and fight me mm-hmm. this this guy has has been infected or has changed because he observes the teeth mm-hmm. um and I think that, um, you know, the setting, which this is, you know, our, our theme, secluded settings, um, allows for it to be a lot scarier yeah. um, overall, too. But um, before, there's nowhere it, to go. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's just brutal, yeah. brutal terrain. Um, so I the couple of notes that I had and I mentioned this earlier because we already talked about. So Ben Foster is the actor that plays the stranger. I love and, him. And um, 
he essentially, I mean, in this, uh, you know, p- fans of vampires, they're people who are knowledgeable about vampires. He's the familiar, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, the human that is in service to the vampire, usually in hopes that they will be turned at some point, like they're earning. So this is Renfield. This is mm-hmm. Guillermo. Guillermo. Is he, <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Um and so Ben Foster is a human, mm-hmm. um, and he but he knows and understands what these creatures are, and he's assisting them mm-hmm. in their their feeding and their work and everything, um, in the hopes of earning you know the the a place among them basically. Um, but Ben Foster is an actor like I get. I just have such a soft spot for him because I remember the first thing I ever saw him in was this movie Get Over It. Hmm. Did you see it's mm-hmm. um it was a like a teen romp um, from like the 90s I think I was in high school Um, Kirsten Dunst was in it Mm -hmm. Cisco was in it Um, definitely a teen romp (laughs) yep Colin Hanks Mila Kunis Mm -hmm. um Oh, um, 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 Shane West. Like, it was just okay. one of those who's who. Now ter- I'm really visualizing. Yeah, Martin Short is like, oh my God, it's it's a really, really hysterical movie. But I, w- I really liked it, you know, back when I was in high school. And he is like the high school hero. You know, he's mm-hmm. kind of like the underdog. He's not the hot guy, but, you know, he's got the girl and he loses the girl. And then trying to get that girl back, he falls in love with the other girl. Like, that whole thing. Um, and so Boring. that was, but that was my perception <laughs> of Ben Foster um, from out the gate. And then since then, he has just made the most fucked up projects and his characters. Like the next thing, the other thing that I love him in is this movie Hostage that Bruce Willis made with um, Kevin Pollack. I think I saw that. Um, and he is one of three <laughs> teenage boys that are basically like home invasioning this like big um kind of compound of a house up in the mountains with like rich kevin pollock lives and everything and he's a psychopath yeah um and so like and i know he's done a lot of other things that i haven't seen but i really feel like that that has more been his niche um as a character um as opposed to this one blip of being that that teen heartthrob character Um, and so to see him in this, like you were describing, like the way that he was speaking yeah. is just, he's so committed to this character and like his teeth are all blackened and he's grizzled and he just looks psychotic. Um, but he's, he's amazing. And he yeah. is a, mm-hmm. a small part of the movie in terms of minutes on screen, but he's so memorable. Definitely. It's, it's yeah. funny because even the head vampire Marlowe, is very limited on screen as well. Yeah, that's true. Like both of those two characters, I feel made this movie. Yeah. Cause I don't really care for, but most of the scenes were just humans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really care for the human drama that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I care about like the survival and what they're going to do and all that stuff. But like the characters themselves, the only ones I was really invested in are those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I kind of thought was interesting with this, cause, um, I feel like back in the day, all of these vampire movies, it's like there was like one vampire. It was Dracula. Yeah. It was, you know, there, it was just one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the main baddie. Yeah. But then we kind of moved into these stories where it's like it's a pack of vampires, mm-hmm. you know, because we went from like Dracula and then we went to like, OK, interview with the vampire. So now we've got two guys mm-hmm. that are, you know, 
they're just living their best life. Um, <laughs> but then, and like Twilight is an example of this, but even something like Blade, yeah. um, you know, yeah, you see, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a whole, a whole pack yeah. um, of vampires, which is um, a more reasonable thing to expect to exist. If vampirism was real, yeah. that there wouldn't just be one. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty contagious. <laughs> well, well, here's yeah. another fun fact. Okay. So, in the graphic novels and in the sequel of this movie, which, which I almost one, watched, yeah. but I didn't want to pay for it. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I had the same problem. <laughs> yeah. Last night we were debating it and we we're like, nah. No, um, it was 12% fresh. I was like, nah, can't do it. So, the main one is Lilith. Mm-hmm. It's not Dracula. Mm-hmm. He's not the first vampire. Okay. Lilith is the mother of all vampires. Okay. Which is funny because in a lot of. Other things, Lilith is just a demon, not a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really want to watch the sequel, but I also don't want to subject Meredith to a horrible movie that I'll probably love. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like that. Well, you yeah. know, relationships are tricky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the last thing that I was kind of giving some thought to, um, and this is, you know, our theme is the secluded setting scenario. Like, um, this reminded me in a lot of ways of the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Just in terms of, like, the small group of people, the isolated snow, you know, freezing setting, um, and then they're battling something that has come into their midst. So there's, like, a a real parallel to the vibe there of what makes it scary. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's another, and this was, um, it wasn't a Stephen King novel. He wrote it directly as a screenplay, and it was made into a miniseries called Storm of the Century. Um, oh, I saw part yeah. of it. And it's basically like a a, a Satan-esque character, kind of like a Randall Flagg character from The Stand or something, but mm-hmm. just like one individual that is clearly the devil in some capacity, like comes into their town and it's, you know, up in New England or whatever, right before a nor'easter hits and they all get snowed in and they're having to contend with this guy and the evil that he can wreak around him um, while being isolated and cut off in this like freezing, um, like totally unsurvivable um, like natural condition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Hulu again. Storm it's of the a, Century. Yeah, nice. It's back on Hulu, I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. And it's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not great. I yeah, mean, but most it's, of, it's scary. Yeah, it's it's right there with Stephen King miniseries. Definitely. You know, like yeah. it. Um, the original it was kind of like a an, an outlier, but mm-hmm. like Storm of the Century and Rose Red and even The Stand, like the original Stand was a TV miniseries series like um you know i feel like they they all kind of fall into that nice little box where they're enjoyable they're creepy they have interesting characters like they're Mm -hmm. really great projects yeah um but they're maybe not necessarily the most terrifying thing in the world right yeah um now to per your question uh victor about like favorite vampire deaths i didn't really i mean aside from you know evan just putting his arm through Marlo's Marlo's head head inexplicably. Um, I didn't really um, focus in on very many of the vampire deaths, but my favorite death in the movie was definitely Billy's. Um, Just because... Well, he was a vampire at the time, technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's true. Um, But the, you know... The effects in this, you know, there there was, you know, the biting and the snarling and the blood and everything. But there were a couple of moments where there was really, really convincing special effects for, like, dismemberment Mm -hmm. and bodies being fucked up. And 
Billy's decapitation, Evan chops his head off with an axe and like it's one, like the one first swing takes it almost all the way off and it like tips to the side and it's just holding on by the edge. And then it's like, but it just, I mean, it looks so real yeah, mm-hmm. and shocking. Like, cause it's just like out of nowhere, just happens so fast and they don't cut away. It's not like an angled, you know, view of it or anything. It's like a straight on shot of that ax, like most like taking his head off. Yeah. And I was like, that's a death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. And you're like, well, maybe you should not signal to Stella yeah. and Evan after all. Yeah. Because Eb- well, and also, yeah, Evan's not going to forgive you for killing your family. Yeah. Even if you were going to kill yourself after. Yeah, that was pretty fucked yeah. up. Yeah. People make uh, poor choices um, mm. sometimes. Not everybody responds to crisis situations in a, in a real rational way. Take a note from Bo, Billy. Just live with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Meredith, did you um, think that this movie was scary? Yeah, I loved this when I saw it. I remember actually it came out strangely in the summertime. Yeah. It was like, or I th- it, it was very hot in Texas. And I went to go see it in the theater and I was like living my life in the air conditioning and so happy. And I came out and I was like, oh, so hot and like sweating. <laughs> I want to be stuck in the right. snow with vampires. <laughs> I know. It's just like a weird, like cold, Turn freezing me. vampires. You come out and you're like, ah, son, uh, it's 110. <laughs> she, she was a vampire. Um, yeah. I just love this. There's so many things I like about it. You guys touched on it. A, a lot of the reasons why, you know, this is a really great movie. Um, just, I think that, one part that really stuck with me, and when I saw it too, was there's there was no um, trying to negotiate with the vampires or tra- to oh, try yeah, to talk yeah. it out with them and be like, hey, do you really have to do this? They're because they're snarling, not even speaking your language, mm-hmm. um, communicating in these weird sh- shrieks and very animalistic, like guttural sounds. Kind of remind me of like a, the Velociraptors, actually, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Like Jurassic Park. Yeah. Do we actually see any of them speak language other than Marlowe? No. Uh, no, not really. But they're like listening and nodding. Yeah, they so understand. Like, but it's like, yeah. do they even have the capacity to to speak? Or is that why they're just shrieking all the time? I, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt very much, though, like they were shrieking like, hey, there's prey here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, when you're faced with that kind of, at uh, that net, that thing coming into your home, you can't be like, hey, let's talk it out. Like, they're very much terrifying you know, scary villain yeah. where you can't, ra- there's no rationale, you're an animal, and you just want to like r- literally like rip throats out. And they were, um, yeah, it's like being they, attacked by a tiger, yeah. And they were attacking, and the way that their heads were vibrating and shaking like a dog, yes, uh, just like crap, that was awesome. Like that, and there's blood spurning, and you're, you're like, like, you know, that's kind of that? unnecessary, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, didn't, I don't fully get why they were doing that. Because it's scary. I also support it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But um, there I'm was, sure they have their reasons. <laughs> yeah. I I, I guess they just like you, you get in that artery. <laughs> there may way, be like more yeah. more g- blood g- gushes. Yeah. <laughs> and we're we're hungry. They really want to get well because doesn't at one point Marlo like re- like put the blood in his hair? Yeah, like intentionally, yeah. like as a styling product. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe that's the thing they want to splatter it as much as yeah. possible. He just doesn't have the hair gel, so you got to use dried blood. Yeah. Well, he's old school. Yeah. Well, wasn't that his his mate's hair? He blood? had a mate. His or the alpha. The one that woman? got burned was his yeah, mate. Yeah. So, so there's maybe. there's the alpha. There's the alpha male and female. Right. And you would think that they are together. She's not good enough for him. But 
Uh, Nobody's good enough for him. I don't know. She I can't mean, even speak. Well, He's a fucking fortune that cookie. That we saw, okay? Yeah. I think she was great. No, she was great. Yeah, but I didn't. Um, I mean, if she was his mate, then that was all, even more fucked up that he was like, you know what, sweetie? You done burned half your face off. Yeah. So this is over. I'm done you know, with it, you. It, it, if I was going to die and both of them were standing over me, I'd be like, girl, it's your turn. You, you can feed on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, was 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 that sexual? <laughs> I don't really know. Maybe we'll, a little we'll leave bit. Leave that up to the viewers up or to the, the listeners', listeners discretion. discretion. Yeah. yeah, I love the scene where uh, Marlo and his the two alphas were in the house, and uh, they he put his nail, his claw on the record, and was mm-hmm. playing the record, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, he, he kind of rips everyone's guts out. It is it's insane. So I mean, I love. This movie, I think it's um, Ben Foster's fantastic as the familiar. He's so creepy. Mm -hmm. And you know that whatever he's bringing with him is dark and ominous and terrifying. And you should get out of town immediately if you can. You should just stay far away from his teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyone um, that orders raw hamburger meat, you know, they just gots to go. Well, actually, it's funny that you say that because I have... um, so the, there was a theory, and it's the trivia part of IMDb, and it says, um, the theory that hold, holds that the character referred, referred to as the stranger is a nod to the character of R.M. Renfield in the novel Dracula. Uh, the parallels include that both were approached by the vampires before the main um, characters. Both had a hunger for blood, Renfield for bugs and birds, and the stranger uh, for raw meats. Both of them are locked away for the safety of others and both are expected to be re- rewarded for their assistance to the vampire and both of them were ultimately attacked by the vampire. Mm-hmm. The vampires. And also here's an, an additional fun fact. Psychologists refer to patients who have a vampiric hung- hunger for blood as suffering from Renfield syndrome. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting, but also you're taking my job on this podcast. Well, I have I'm this the provider already. of the fun facts. Look, it's already printed and highlighted. So. Yeah, and to be fair, it's hard to go third for did you like it? Because no, no. like a lot of the good comments have Y'all already been taken. about yeah. the best stuff. Yeah, yeah, because we're just the best. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was great as a familiar. Fantastic. So yeah. I, um, I would recommend this to anybody that's like, I just want to want a vampire movie. No sparkles. Yeah. No Tom Cruise. I'm like, I have well, yeah, just something different. the no, movie for you. No glamouring. No glamouring. Yeah. That's in a lot of, like, that's part of the vampire lore, right? Is they can charm you. Yeah. And well, and they're refined. There's no charming. Yeah, yeah. And they're refined. They're intellectual. I like how they're all dressed, though, in this movie. They're all wearing, like, suits. Yeah. yeah. And they look good. <laughs> okay okay so we got a theme for the wedding maybe i know i like danny houston he's mm-hmm. he's cute he's great yeah and, and so scary with his like black shark eyes and yeah. just like yeah. no god no god and you're like ah! oh i had god. to remind myself what i knew him from um the the x-men movies was the yeah. thing that, yeah. that like because i when well, i looked down his, the government guy yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those where, like, you know, when you look down the list, you're like, oh, I've seen him in three or four things or whatever. But it's always like, what's that one thing, like, that that first... That, that made you... You know, re- like, I remember this person from. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was X-Men. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I forgot what I was going to... Um, I was going to mention that you, we talked about Josh Hart, Hartnett? Hartnett, yeah. Hartnett being the heartthrob from the teen, his teenage years, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, 
But he was recently in uh, the um, shoot Black Mirror. Oh, it really? just came out this okay. season. And he was in it with, oh, I can't remember. He was in Breaking Bad, not the guy who played not Walter Brian White. Cranston. <laughs> not Brian Cranston. Not Brian Cranston, the other guy. Um, the younger and, guy? Yes. Okay. And he was, he was very good. It was very haunting. And a lot of people are saying it's like, it's one of the best uh, episodes from, from this season. Interesting. But his, his role was, fa- he was fantastic. It was haunting and very messed up like most Black Mirror um, episodes are, but I recommend it. He, I saw him and I was like, oh, Josh Hartnett, <laughs> hello, hey. Um, I'm looking at his list really right now. He's in Oppenheimer. Creepy. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, I, we'll I, um, I don't know how big the role is, but oh yeah, Penny Dreadful. I, like, I knew he had kept working. It's not like he went away. Yeah, I um, love Penny Dreadful too. Oh, Penny Dreadful is great. Yeah, if you're like, if you like a vampire um gothic horror kind of um figures mm-hmm. penny dreadful is such a great a great watch i love it oh so much. he made that black dahlia movie where yes. he was the cop mm-hmm. he's made it was in sin city he's made some good stuff yeah yeah so keep on working and, yeah uh, and looking like <laughs> we're you're, here for you sorry looking, looking like you're thinking hard yeah oh. sorry i said that thing about you looking dumb <laughs> <laughs> that was his 20s now yeah. he's an older, more seasoned, <laughs> more seasoned actor. <laughs> so, Victor, did you have more? Of course. Tidbits. We'll bring them yeah. on. Yeah, I've got some fun facts, and I've got some differences. In, fun facts uh, and some more tidbits. Yeah, and some differences <laughs> between like the novels and the movies. Um, what would you like to hear first, Katie? Tid tidbit. Uh, you didn't say tidbits. Fun facts. Fun facts. So the language that they used is not a real language. Mm-hmm. A professor at the New Zealand University created the language for the movie. Very cool. In the graphic novels, they speak English. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that is easier. Yeah. And uh, the reason why there was a New Zealand university... You know what, Anara? Calm down. Oh, sure. <laughs> she gave you quite a look. Our little puppy's uh, acting up. She wants to be in the episode. Uh, I know, she does. Um... So the reason that they even used anybody from the New Zealand University is because it was filmed in New Zealand and not in Alaska. Okay. Wow. And the snow mm-hmm. was salt. I was about to say, then that was not real snow. No, it was not. Um, like, so can that, you imagine yeah. being surrounded by that much salt? I mean, I'd yeah. rather be surrounded by that much salt than being frozen every day on set. True. For, for six weeks or... True. Or, was it six weeks they said that they filmed it for? I don't remember. Yeah. I know also I thought it was interesting that a lot of the actors and stunt people were from New Zealanders mm-hmm. or um, Samoan or Maori. Maori. And I was like, that's really cool. You know, just using all these... Um, you know, people locals. who are mm-hmm. locals, people who are in the acting industry in New Zealand to make this movie. It was, it was yeah. really fun. I wonder if so, any of them yeah. were also in Lord of the Rings. Perhaps. Probably. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And I know that with Lord of the Rings, like they created all of those languages. Yeah. Um. So maybe the same. Well, professor. Tolkien created Elven. I, yeah, but the other, like yeah. they had, I, remember, I, I had like the crazy box sets for all of those movies and like watching some of the behind the scenes stuff and talking mm-hmm. about the development of how, however many discrete languages were actually used, like between the Elven and the Dwarfs and the Orcs and the, mm-hmm. you know, ever, all those fucking people. Orcish, Dwarven, or, Black yeah. Speech. <laughs> That's the language of Mordor. More, yeah. if you say so. Yeah. Anyway, um, so one thing that I didn't know that made me not too thrilled about the movie was that 
in the graphic novels, the sheriff and his wife were both Inuits. Oh. And so they whitewashed the cast. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm not saying I'm okay with it, because I'm not. But at the same time, like, who are you going to cast and what studio is going to sign off on yeah. it? Yeah, and it's you find this kid damned if that's you do, in, damned if you don't yeah, scenario. You know, you get this kid that was in Pearl Harbor and he has his 15 minutes of fame and they're like, oh, we'll use him. Yeah. I get it. Well, and at that point, like this was, he'd made a bunch of hit movies yeah. by this point. Like he was a big, big star. And yeah. we haven't mentioned, but Melissa George played Stella mm-hmm. and she um, she was in the Amityville Horror remake. Yeah. Um, but she was a pretty recognizable face at the time, too. And mm. so, yeah, it's like they you wonder about striking that balance between giving opportunities to and representing other um, groups, particularly ethnic groups in filmmaking. But then also like, OK, but then if nobody sees the movie, then have you really given that person an opportunity? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't envy the people having to make that call. Yeah. Also, I don't think I remember seeing any people of color like at all. The the guy whose family had they thought so Evan just thought that the family was um, downstate. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't know that the family had died, and yeah. then so that was like his confession that the family had actually died, yeah. like long ago. He was he, he was, might have been Maori or something. He's Samoan. He, yeah, he's, he's Samoan. Samoan. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely but I think don't remember he was any the black only. people. No, no, no. I he, know, I know there there was an Asian guy that was a vampire. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe um, maybe that's a statement about the people that are dumb enough to live in a place like this. You know, fair enough. Fair, and I'm sorry if we have any remote Alaskan listeners, but you know, I mean, why you, you live I'm, there? Tell us, email respect, us. Respect, like if you're able to do it, especially for like a whole lifetime, like that is a level of hardiness that nobody could possibly yeah, fathom. But at the awful. same time, if you don't have to, like what? You know, yeah, why would you? Yeah, I think that um, um, maybe hopefully. In 2023, it would be more representative cast of. Oh, if they so. made this movie like, now. I hope so. Yeah, like the in the movie, um, for example, Prey that just came out. Yeah, uh, about yeah. you know the pre- predator, and it was it was entirely a Native American yeah. story. Except for all the dumb white people trying to kill them. All. <laughs> yeah, except for the French bear trappers or yeah. beaver yeah. fur. But they they really people. made them look like idiots. <laughs> look like yeah. stupid, yeah. As, they and they as they should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I don't know. It, I, yeah, I we're like moving in the right of, direction. I, I hope yeah. for sure. I hope, but I like to see that more representation of, of people who are um, true to the um, source material. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also it, it allow not just for um, more diverse casts in anything, but it's like the variety of stories that get told because, you know, we know so many of the stories that get made into movies and TV shows and everything. It's like it's just a reimagining of this story or that story. Like there's not that many really new original ideas out there, especially in horror. And that's why we've talked about in the past about how Jordan Peele has been so incredible is because he has showed up with ideas that are nothing like anyone has ever done in a horror movie. And you're Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Or, you know, um, Hereditary and Midsummer, like those things, they're just so creative. But by and large, all of these movies are kind of like, well, you know, you've seen something pretty close to this at some point. Um, but opening up to populations that haven't been able to contribute in yeah. the past gives us not just like a whole new, you know, uh, opportunities for performers, but ideas and stories that haven't been already told a hundred times. Definitely. And I saw, um, 
it was recommended to me, but it was a Taiwanese. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. A movie from Taiwan, Taiwanese. Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwanese. Is um, but it was so freaking scary. It was on Netflix, and it was a horror. Was movie it dubbed and, or subtitled? Um, I decided to watch it stop subtitled because I hate watching dubbed movies. Yeah, movies <laughs> it's annoying. But that movie scared the crap out of me. Yeah. It's so good, and I love seeing contributions like that to this genre that from from other places um, across the world. Yeah, and um, it you know it opens you know stories up to me it makes me scared it it's invigorating i like you know seeing it's that not the same old same old yeah and i feel like it adds to it so but that's also why i enjoy seeing things from other countries and different stories like you said so mm-hmm. keep it coming yeah that's what i'm saying uh, i've got a few more i'll just kind of rattle them off all right and then if you want to talk about them after we can talk about them after i think he's asking us not to interrupt no no i, I just you know, <laughs> it's almost an hour and a half now on the episode i want to Hey, if people want to turn it off, they can turn it off. You know, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) If you got a hot date, by all means, (laughs) go freshen up and get get you some. (laughs) Um, So in the novel, there was two completely different subplots within this movie. Mm -hmm. So there was a group, a small group of vampire hunters that found out that this was going on. In Bur- Burroughs, Alaska? Barrow. Barrow. Barrows, Alaska, whatever it is. Um, and then they went to go try and help. Okay. So and you got a little help, Van Helsing I mean, element yeah. there. Well, kind of. By help, I mean they went to go, like, film it and stuff. Oh. <laughs> so that they could prove to the world that vampires were okay. real. Okay. Okay. So Kind of helping in like, a roundabout way. Like, no, we way. actually need them to attack you. Yeah, we so need you to that... die so that everybody can know. Um. And then the other subplot was that there was a a like leader of vampires, one of the two like Lilith's like right hand man. Okay. He came to go tell Marlo that he needs to calm his shit. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Um which, you know, that that added a whole new thing because they like had a fight which basically burned down the town as opposed to lighting oil with a match okay. to burn down the town. Mm-hmm. Like, they wrecked it. Like, those two got in a fight, and it last like went crazy over the whole town. Well, basically, because he was like, you're, you're, you're kind of blasting over the airwaves so that we exist, and yeah. you're being fucking dumb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so maybe that was the, the reasoning for adding that element when Marlo talks about, like, that we, we can't let them, we can't give them reason to believe that oh, we're yeah, real. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so Sam Raimi was attached to direct this. Really? Yes. Um, but ultimately, because it took years for everything to get approved, he uh, was just one of the producers. Okay. But he was supposed to direct it originally, which is pretty cool. It's hard. Yeah. I, I wonder how, how different it, it might have looked. It seemed like yeah. it might be a little bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love Sam Raimi. Don't um, get me wrong. Yeah. But it sure. wouldn't have been as, as cold. Dark and, and ominous. Yeah. yeah and, and just violent and straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is like the screeching noises. We actually, uh, Meredith and I watched a couple little videos last night after we watched the movie. Um, where we found out that the noises and you know screeching and craziness that they were making with their mouths, uh-huh. um, it was like a mixture of humans and Tasmanian devils to make those crazy what? noises. The streaks. The, the streaks. Tasmanian devils make a noise like that? Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. They, Jeez. They, they, they scream, basically. I, yeah, we've got a couple at the zoo, but all I've ever seen them do is waddle in a circle. Well, you yeah. know, when they're at the zoo, they're just chilling. That's true. Not <laughs> shrinking. Not shrinking. Um, is that their mating call? Yeah, not, right. <laughs> not putting <laughs> on uh, yellow vinyl suits and going and fighting crime. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Um, another thing is Marlo. So when, when his alpha female gets burned in the novel she dies and he just feasts on her blood out of love out of love yes and and grief as opposed to oh you broke now you gotta die (laughs) get fucked um and then so this movie it opened at number one in the box office Hmm. uh the weekend it opened and it wound up grossing 75 million dollars with a 30 million dollar budget Okay, so Which, success. For horror movies, yeah. that's pretty damn good. You more than doubled your your uh, cost yeah. of production. I feel like we've got um, so many huge horror franchises now that those numbers start to look less impressive when you're comparing it to like Conjuring movies, Insidious yeah. movies, Saw movies, like all of these like really, really big franchises that have happened since this was made. Yeah, but even then, like the, the newer ones, they're spending a lot on CGI. Mm-hmm. There was next to none. In this movie, there was yeah, not that's very true. much CGI that's true. at all. Was there was there a, a a lot of um, like guy wire like <laughs> wire yeah. tricks? Yeah, yeah, there was <laughs> Make, making those um, vampires fly through the air. The main guy, whatever his name is, he did a lot of his own stunts, and then somebody else also did a lot of their own. The the, the girl, she did all of her own driving. Are you talking about the human, like Melissa yeah, George? The yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the vampires. Um, no, she didn't drive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't remember her driving at no, any point. There's a sheriff in town. The vampire's not going to drive. She doesn't have a license. Yeah, so right. She would get sighted so yeah. that she felt She's like, like part of the She's like, in the car, like, shriek, shriek, get in the car, shriek. <laughs> get in the car, we're doing butt stuff. Wait, get what? in the car, we're hunting, we're hunting humans. <laughs> slurp, slurp. Um, so, so, so funny enough, the following week after it opened, uh, it was knocked down to number three by Saw 4. Oh, Alrighty. How about or, that? Yeah, who knew? But if it was number three, so Saw Four took up the first and second spots? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that Saw Three was above it. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um so uh another thing is after directing Thirty Days of Night, uh David Slade would go on to direct another vampire movie, uh, albeit a very different type of vampire movie, where he uh where he directed Twilight Saga Eclipse. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of my favorites. Eclipse, I feel like Eclipse and New Moon for me are my two favorites. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The, there, was, was right. there was a fight. Yeah. I, I like, I like the, roma- the romantic the story. It's pretty fight. much the only yeah. only draw for me in Twilight. And I feel like Eclipse, you, you get a lot, you, you really dive into the love triangle in love Eclipse. Triangle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, the little vampire girl in the store. Yeah. So she was not a townsfolk. Okay. She was part of their crew. She was one of that. Yeah. Okay, because I wonder because her eyes looked like the the other two. Yes. And she I was like, wow, she really changed. Arm. That's part of my fun fact. But I just I thought. didn't hear what she said. I didn't hear what she said. So now you say it. Okay. <laughs> um, she had a stick figure tattoo on her right arm, and it is the logo for the German industrial band. Excuse me for this pronunciation because I don't know how to say it but I'm going to try anyway. Okay. Um Einsterzendi Nubaten. 
Oh, <laughs> I feel like that was just guttural enough. Well done. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, sorry to any of our German listeners. I apologize. That was terrible. Oh my god! If we have German <laughs> listeners, that's so cool. I I think there are. Really? Yeah. Well, you can see the little map I on our little podcast thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then a couple little smaller ones. The director was really passionate about casting Forrest Whitaker as Bo. Yeah, but no. he had just won. An, but he had just won an Oscar for Idiot and was not down to do a supporting role. Yeah, yeah no, like, he, I would not. No. I'm very busy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for him, he'll always be Good Morning Vietnam for me. He's just a goof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I loved him in Panic Room, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Oh, I've only seen him in like a lot of serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he got his start in Good Morning Vietnam, and he was a goof. Oh, okay. Playing opposite Robin Williams. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so in, uh, in the original cut of the movie, the, the other vampires had, had actually had some dialogue, Okay. um, which was cut making Marlo the only one that spoke in the movie. Um, also the, one of the other vampires, Zuriel had a much larger role in the original cut, but he was not a stuntman and his larger role demanded an actor apparently. I don't really understand what that means. But at any rate, he had a fight with uh, Eben and was shown killing Gail's family, but that was all removed. So okay. his whole arc was gone. They were like, wait, it's it's an hour 45? Too long. Yeah, Too exactly. long. We yeah. need to cut 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, and then the last one was that uh, it was explained at some point before they cut it that the vampires feeding on the inhabitants of, of Barrow would actually be enough to sustain them to be strong for an entire year, which is why they gorge themselves as soon as they could, like, get their hands on their blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my... That's the f- fun uh, fun facts with Victor. Um, <laughs> I do like that, that Marlo was the only character speaking because I think that that added another level of his superiority and dominance to the the group because yeah. obviously he was a leader mm-hmm. but that that took it to that maybe he wasn't just like okay the strongest or the oldest or whatever it was that he was but that maybe he was actually a higher order of vampire in some way that like the others in the process of making vampires or this or that like just that the idea that possibly he was the only one that had the capacity for speech, um, I thought was kind of a, a cool element. Yeah. And I just loved everything he said, every line he delivered. It made was, it more scary, right? Because you yeah. just figured the other ones were just animals. Yeah, and, and they're just shrieking and like responding. And like you say, they, they understood what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, they understood the language, but they would just shriek in response. Like that was all they were capable of, which, yeah, makes them more frightening because it seemed like they must have less control. They're less evolved. It, it's um, like he was, he's the. The human man, and they're all yeah. his dogs. He's the Chris Pratt, and they are the Velociraptors. And they're the raptors, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Only they're less all cute. Velociraptors. Yeah, they are. Mm. They're all like communicating and being creepy yeah. and shrieky in the air love with it. their snouts. Like, I love this movie. <laughs> I love it. It's a good oh, one. I looked up that uh, Taiwanese movie. It's called Incantation. And it's on Netflix, and it's freaking scary. Wait, I saw something for that. This is scary. Yeah, is scary. I might have to check that out. Yeah, I loved it. It's great. Anyway, so um, we are running long, but and and we don't really give a lot of credence to this anymore. Anyway, but um, as far as Parent Corner, 
Um, not a great one for younger kids. Not a great one for horror newbies. It's pretty scary. I think it'd be pretty frightening for a younger kid or somebody that's not used to um, the kind of like attacks and violence um, and threat uh, presented by these characters. There's not there's not a lot of swearing. There's no adult content, but it's it's bloody. It's it's violent, mm-hmm. um, and it would be scary. So. I would just say yeah, it's vicious. Yeah, no, basically. this is like this is high school kiddos. It's almost like a slasher mm-hmm. without weapons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, their their weapons are there. Well, but I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of heads coming off that's, with axes. No, that's true. Yeah, no, there are axes. <laughs> Even though it's yeah. the good guys Watch doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're yeah. cheering at that point. Yeah, so not <laughs> parent corner, n- not not for kiddos. Yeah, having I said agree. that, I'm sure my daughter's seen this, <laughs> but she as she should. Yeah, she she got she was wrecked a long time ago. She was messed up. Charlotte is uh, in reading Twilight. I don't want to ruin that for her, so Aww. I'm not showing her. As soon as she's done reading all of them, we're showing her Thirty Days a Night. Yeah, I'm like you know what you think you know vampires. I'll show you, you some vampires. You're yeah. about to be schooled. You're going to learn today. <laughs> um, but I think great conversation. Yeah. Good yeah. fun facts and yeah. trivia, Victor. Well, and, thank you. Um, thank you for your contribution. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I Always love talking about this movie. It's a great, <laughs> great movie. But Big detour next, for next time. Yes. Next time, we are going all the way back to 1960 to watch Psycho. The original, the original slasher and yeah. secluded setting movie. You betcha. Done by the guy. What's his name? Anthony Perkins. Oh, oh, um, that. Oh, that one director. Oh, know. I always forget his name. It's so forgettable. Alfredo. It was, yeah, it's Fred Fettuccini Alfredo. Alfredo. He's yeah. an Italian guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Hitchcock. If you Hitchcock. live under a, a rock for your whole entire life, you've never heard of this. But yeah. we mean the OG one, not the remake. So yeah. watch it if it's been a while. But you, sh- if you're listening to this, you should have at least seen. You know this what? Movie. It's entirely possible that there are, especially if they're a little younger than us. I could see horror movie fans out there never having actually sat down and watched the original Psycho. Oh. And this is your. We are encouraging you. Your chance to watch. We are the exhorting master. you. Please watch this film. Yes, definitely. And don't forget to email any suggestions. That's true, because we are, I mean, summer is not done yet, and we still have a few ideas left, but our, our list is getting slim. Yeah, so send them over. I'm not scared, you're scared at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.